Okay, evening guys. My name's Tony, uh, captain of Team England. Uh, I'm joined tonight by uh, my good friends Chris and Adam. Evening guys. Hello, how you doing? Hi Tony, how you doing? Not bad. It's our first foray into the world of 40k podcasts. And if you haven't already clocked, this is the Lion's Den podcast. Myself and Chris and Adam are going to be talking about all sorts of things relating to Team England, our 40k team, um, and generally our progress through the year. We're aiming to come back at you guys kind of roughly once every fortnight, and we're going to be covering a big range of topics from the team and how the team's developing our practices and what we've found out, as well as whatever crops up at tournaments, whatever crazy FAQs and balance dates. Really, well, totally whatever Games Workshop throws <laughs> out, isn't it? You know, no oath of moment, be all wounds, curse you Games Workshop, etc., etc. We'll see, we'll see. I think it's, this is a very sensible group. I think you'll find. So uh, you, I've already mentioned you've got myself, the, this year's 40K captain for Team England. Uh, we're joined by one of our vice captains this year, Chris Kinnear. Yeah, vice captain. Very, very new to the scene as well. And sort of it's all come on quite fast. Like, I sort of, I suppose it'll give myself a bit of an introduction now, Tony. Um, so myself, I've only been playing, what, three years probably? Start of ninth edition. Um, I was one of the just smashing TTS. I was just if you like that's that's my number one tip. Anyone want to get on Team England? Just play as much as you can, um, because there's nothing um, better than just repetition and just just more practice. Um, so for me, um, before before Warhammer, I was just just dossing around really. Just playing all sorts of games. I saw... Just dosses this, this is a great bio. Chris was a random man on the street that nobody just heard a of. Random then one day he walked into his local <laughs> Curry's, started playing TTS, didn't even buy no, the laptop. He just played it on the counter and suddenly. Well, I was telling you the other day, Tony, wasn't I? Remember my first oh. games of uh, Warhammer ended up was in like the the Chester Warhammer Forty K store. Which it's, it's a nice store. It's very small and it's just, it's but it's po- just podcast. Interesting it's like, fact number one: that's also the forty k store that got me into the hobby. So there you go. There you go. Stars yeah. align. That's what it Chester. is. Um, yeah, the, the Chester store is lovely. It's a lovely little store, run by Paul. He's a very nice man. Um, Paul was. But yeah, that was me, though. and it was no, it was. It used to be right down on the far end, but. Less I, of that. I was I, I was uh, a, I was a far end 40k store when it was back and it wasn't cool and it was on the outskirts and all the nerds went there because it wasn't scary. Those were uh, the days. <laughs> well, they have to. Uh, they used to do like evenings there, and it was they had to end up stop doing them because um, drunk people would just walk past and just be like, "Oh, you nerds!" <laughs> Imagine in the middle of a city, these all just drunk people walking past at like nine o'clock and they're just pissed, and it's just like. Oh, this is the last thing you want because they would literally just walk into the store and be like, "What's this?" <laughs> Go on then, Adam. Can you it. beat that? What's my? Uh, well, perhaps not for hijinks, but maybe let's see. So I'm a, also a lockdown baby, entrance 40k. Um, so I just started just as COVID was hitting, which was a fantastic time to start. What is quite a social game, isn't it? So um, my story is I painted up my first Space Marines army because I thought that was cool. And I met this guy who I didn't know from anybody um, called Matt Robertson. And I'd probably played three or four games. I know, who's he? I played probably three or four games of Warhammer ever. And he said, come around my house. A few of my mates are having a few casual games of 40K. It'll be fun. And I I thought nothing of that. Um, And so I think it's my fifth ever game of 40K was against 
Tony Chu, Team England captain, just coming <laughs> off a World Championship win. And he and he took no mercy on me at all. And I'd probably kind of, I've never, I don't think I've ever been crushed so hard in all my life. Uh, and then my second game was against Nathan Roberts, um, who was also a pretty good player. And I got completely curb stomped. And I said to Matt at the end of that gaming session, that was a lot harder and a lot less fun than I thought it was going to be. I don't understand why it was so hard. Um, I, I find that so it, funny. And then he explained to me, oh, it was a Team England practice session. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm saying nothing during this story, by the way, because uh, Rob was like, one of the guys in the club, he's quite good, actually. You should give him a game. I was like, I'll bring my A-game list. Let's go. Bam, bam, I think bam. you were running kind of like his Eldar list, which you couldn't shoot, couldn't charge, and wouldn't die. So, yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Oh, everybody's got an Eldar shadow in their cupboard from somewhere. Well, oh, just anyone who plays Eldar, just get in the bin. I just hate you. Bring it back around to me. I mean, because, you know, Captain... Captain Big Man, it's all about me, isn't it? I uh, I think I've been playing longer than both of you combined then, sadly, which is ever since the good old days of the Chester store at the wrong end of the town centre. Um, and I have played 40k in virtually all of the editions that it's been, bar, bar not really first. I was a second edition young man. And uh, I've been on the UTC team now for, this is my 10th year of this. Absolute yeah. crap show. Uh, and it, it, <laughs> it's the, the the reason that the guys are involved, and I think that the most people who get involved in the team stuff will say that is, is because Team 40K is a really fun way to play 40K. If you are listening to this and you've never played 40K in that format before, playing singles events is great, and coming out and winning a singles you know trophy or event, whether it's a one-day RTT, a two-day event, a big GT, could be really rewarding. But the team events are the ones that make you want to come back again and again because it's just a whole different facet of how you build your list, how you play your list, how you scrape for points. So I think that's how I got into 40K was the singles events. But going to it with my mates, going with groups of five or six guys, going you know and seeing how we did and trying to qualify for back way back when James Games Workshop didn't do as much and they did like the there was the independent UK tournament circuit. And you could do that and try and get through the heats to a final. And then I discovered, I remember seeing that meme, I mean, you guys must have seen it, of, of a guy who, white scarred, <laughs> deployed his bikes along the army and killed a Tau player at deployment. Oh, yeah, the guy that's the biggest oh. cheesy grin with a thumbs up. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. what? The WTC, what was this? And I was determined. And then I found that out and I found uh, the then captain Josh Roberts and just bothered him and nagged him until I got on the team. And I've never fallen out of it. And that us, that, that's where it is. And that brings us to present day. So where we are now is we are on the back end of the summer WTC. So the, the WTC last year, this year, and next year is going to be held in uh, Mechelen in Belgium. Um, the WTC is traditionally... Yeah. But they are moving after around. that though, aren't they? Yeah, so traditionally oh, it's... Yeah, where's so it going? It's to be decided. So it's an event that used to with a wider selection of other games but a big system 40k lived in this family of tournaments and used to bounce from nation to nation and the reason that 40k split from that wider tournament where they had age of sigma they had uh, flames of war they had infinity they had all sorts the, the problem was that every year going to a new nation meant that you got a team that went this is how much it's going to cost and then it was often not that much it was more expensive there was this thing they hadn't factored in there was this tax there was this cost and 
every year it was a bit of a nightmare and there's something went wrong and the venue wasn't great you know whether it was no air yeah. conditioning in a literal oven shed in prague or whether it was a greek uh, arena from the olympics that literally had no running water and no toilets like stuff like that, that you go that's not great so it when the 40k group split it came with a with a lot of organization from the three guys at the top there so uh neil kerr tom adriani Isaac, who went away put a lot of time effort and money in making it stay lockdown gave us a pause and then after lockdown it's come out as the wtc formerly the etc and that's where we're at now we're in belgium for the final time for 2024 and then it'll be traveling around again probably i would i would suggest in some close countries close to belgium so that they can stick all the tournament terrain they own in a van and drive yeah. it to the next location yeah i think i think france have probably got the best shot um, from I do believe after the um, the first one they were planning to before they went into Belgium was going to be in uh, Austria and they had an amazing venue set up like this lovely hotel in the middle where they do big beer festivals and they had honestly it looked amazing so is it worth us talking about what we each did at WTC this year uh, yes. go, go on then Adam you leap in first I can have a break oh that's fine <laughs> um, I had a, a good role of being the coach this year, which was um, actually pretty intense. So you might think if you've not been involved with WTC, what the hell does a coach do apart from just walk around? And and to a certain extent, I did just walk around, didn't I, Tony? If you kind of watch any of the War Games live stream, I was the guy <laughs> with a clipboard going around talking to people. Um, so, notes. But the role was a lot making notes, talking to people, telling people off. Um but my role, um, I guess, pre-event was to help the the selected eight team members uh, practice, play games in TTS, play games in person, help refine the lists, uh, act as devil's advocates, all that kind of jazz, which was which was a lot a lot of fun. Um, in addition, uh, part of my role as well was to help develop uh, some of the pairings matrix uh, theory uh, from a mathematical perspective, which was. If people want to really geek out, we could talk about that, but maybe not on the first podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you're really sort of playing this down a bit, Adam, but this is a huge part of what you did for us at the at the event, and it's imperative. Uh, if you want to be successful at WTC, you need someone like Adam on your team. It's, it's just a, a non-star otherwise. Let's talk about you, Chris. What did you do at the Summers WTC? I played. I played games. Ooh. I rolled dice and got really angry because my dice didn't work. Uh, what did but... you play, Chris? So I played CSM and I now hate obliterators. Now, now after the <laughs> <laughs> now after oh, the yeah. event, um, it was no, it was good. So yeah, my my first year at WPC, it was a real big learning experience. Um, I went into it, I was super confident. I had like a solid list. Um, there was, I mean, we can talk about this now. Um, I should have took the Terminators like hundred <laughs> percent. I should have talked to Terminators. It would have given no, us more hold, options. No, hold, hold. We're going to talk about that another day. That is a secret oh, okay. tidbit. Because if we go, if we, delve, a, we peel back, session, we peel yeah. back the, the little plaster that is just holding together Chris's sanity about <laughs> should he have taken the Terminators. We, we can definitely do a summer reflection with some of our previous WTC players like... Okay, uh, should we reverse like, back? Should we start n- the section? N- n- Nassim and is... A, no, keep that in. It's staying in. It's oh, not no, getting no, edited no. out. <laughs> Nassim's got to come and tell us about why he didn't take Proteus skill teams because he thought he knew better. So, thank oh, you. Oh, well, that is that. But um, okay. you, had a, so, you had a great first event, Chris. You really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, it was 
a lot of what I was missing. I mean, what I didn't touch on beforehand um, in my introduction was that my background is competitive, like esports. So I played Call of Duty, and I just not, needed not the just edge again. a hobo that walked into no. a setup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I played I played for like if anyone's familiar with um, esports in general, they'll know of Team Dignitas. So I played for Team Dignitas for five six years. I was a captain there. Anyway, WTC. Uh, yeah, I had a great, great first event. Um, we were honestly, I think, I said it a few times uh, behind closed doors. We were, we were not far off winning this year. Like, even though where did we end end up fifth? Once we had again, two top extreme five first games. England. Yeah, and that brings me around to so this year I I was I was co captain last year. I'm captain uh, on my own for my sins this year, uh, which means I'll be overseeing most of the decision making about how we're going to get there and the things we do this year um, i didn't play last year because um because of work-life balance and family life as well i didn't think i could commit to the time and effort that i think goes into the playing role to get a playing role for team england so generally if yeah. you don't know again the format we the, the team depending on who's captain will be picked at certain times last year we picked it by christmas so we could have more lead time into the event knowing there was going to probably be an addition change which there was so when that came we had eight players and the coaching team behind it and the wtc team for england is eight players which every team has but most teams bring one or two coaches at the most we brought six with us in the end which then let us have a nice group of people to practice with bounce ideas off and because it was a new addition from 9th to 10th we had a literally a month between the addition change to go we need to find the best eight armies that we think we can get. We did bring the right eight factions. Maybe we didn't quite bring the best eight armies, but we were pretty close. We were happy with the players on the list that we had. Um, the summer at WTC, we, we did really well. We were only beaten by the eventual winners, Poland, in the final round. And we went in with the, the hashtag that was being bounded around WTC prior was uh, hashtag anyone but England. And, you know, we were going, no one but England, was our counter hashtag. But... <laughs> It, it was it was really, I think, good way to see how well we did that nobody really commented on that post-event when we're the only team we lost to Poland. And the other teams, USA, we drew with Spain, we drew with, like, they were holding on for those draws in those rounds. So, yeah, we should have winning draws. They were winning draws. So. Yeah, and so, again, if you're not familiar with the WTC format, you play eight games across your team. Each game gets a score out of your 100 against a workshop that is... Um, using a, a differential system so for every five points gives you plus one on the differential so if, if you are you know equal score your opponent it's a 10 10 split of a 20 point score if you um, absolutely smash them by 50 60 points more then it's a 20 nil and then it's a gradient in between of 20 nil 19 1 18 2 17 3 you get the idea so that you, your team needs to get 86 points across the eight games and that sounds so easy to get i just isn't do we see have a really interesting setup where they've got their own terrains and their own maps and they're very good at creating maps that make the game quite thought-provoking maybe in a different way to anybody who's been to a uktc event or maybe your local rtt they've got very heavy terrain i think would say is the difference and they've got lots of little nooks and crannies to hide units and they've got different missions that will be tilted on the head because you get a certain map um so it works really well and i thought that if I reflect back on it, I think the team was 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 probably. We just needed a couple of little tweaks in our preparation and in our list prep. That I think with the addition staying the same, 
we'll probably get really close next year. And then, obviously, it is ultimately a game of luck. You can line up all the toy soldiers in the world, but your obliterators might just not do any damage. Mind the Chris. Yeah. Scarring as that might be. So, <laughs> I about I mean, PTSD. If I ever see another Custodes player again in my life, it'll be too soon, you know. I mean, every time I walked past, that man was passing four pluses and you were having a good tears. So that was on stream as well. Yeah, it's um, the way. I've got a question before we get into more obliterator chat. So... I think this is probably your first year not playing, is that right? Definitely. So this is my first year since I joined the team that I haven't played. And I think that was, right. again, I think that was right at the time when I said, look, I don't think I could put the time in. And I think yeah. we'll see. We'll see for this year. I think the way the way we're doing it is I, I like the team to be as fair and as open as possible. So I won't play again this year if I don't think I'm good enough. But I'm yeah. How was it not fair. playing well, How's it not? I don't mind coaching. I think I'm okay at it. I think I'm pretty good at chatting to people and managing outbursts, whether it's somebody's really up, somebody's really angry, somebody's really down. We had all of that at a team event. You always do. You get people who have luck badly in a game and they need to pick them up. There are people who get an opponent who just gets in there, you know, up their nerves, gets in the nerves, or the player is is just goes something just doesn't go their way. I mean, for whatever reason, people can have all sorts of range of emotions. That coaching role is really important. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but I think not being involved like in it, it is a killer. No, it's a bit like I, I love playing cricket. I hate watching cricket. Was I think the analogy yeah. that I used in the summer, and I don't really think that forty k is much different than that. Like I don't think I could be a full time forty k ref at team events or singles events, but I could happily go to them all year round. So I'd like to play this year. That means I have to be in the top eight players that we have available. And game on. there is a big selection of players who've applied following our summer performance. I feel like WTC did a really good th job this year of really starting to push their social media presence and getting their message out about, look at us, we're a big team event. We play the game at the top end of competitive 40K. Our missions are the same now. Our terrain's pretty much the same. Our codex is the same. Come and look at us. Come watch the games. Uh, what do you two think about that? What made a really big difference this year, I think, was uh, having Joe from War, War Games live over. I definitely yeah. kind of, having gone the previous year and having gone this year, just the level of interest, the number of messages, the amount of kind of contact I got personally and how other members of the team got was just two or three times the level of previously. And I think that's just going to grow. Um, I, I think that's all. thing at home last year, Adam. Um, yeah. Not not this year, just gone the year before. Actually, I wasn't yeah. there. I uh, hadn't. Um, was just getting involved in the team around that point, I think. Um, but I was just trying to get any sort of content to sort of what's going on at WC, like how are the team doing, and all like all I got was those those updates that Tom would post, man. Like once once per round, and it'd be like, oh, I really it's want to know what's going on. It's not it's not enough. But this year, I imagine sitting at home was a completely different experience. And I think that's just going to grow. I genuinely do, and I think it's. Particularly in the UK, it's different. In, we can perhaps even talk about different countries and how they approach it. But in the UK, uh, the UK TC now has a number of team events. There's a number of other TOs starting team events. I think it's going to build momentum. And you see all the time, you've got you've got various people launching their own teams. You've got like the Six Plus Plus guys. You've got the Triad Woman guys. You've got the Mind Goblins guys. There's loads of people really giving it a proper shot in terms of not necessarily committing the whole 40k careers to teams, but 
and where the heart and soul is and what they enjoy most in team events. And I think that's great. Um, obviously, singles is always going to be big, isn't it? But I think in the UK, we're just going to see, maybe this is wishful thinking, guys. We appreciate your thoughts. But I really do think we're going to get more of a team scene um, as things grow. And I think that's, that has to be down to the work done by the TOs, but also what we saw from, from Joe. Yeah, I mean the hunger is definitely there. I mean, if you look, if you go and try and buy tickets for sort of Zach's events now, you can buy tickets yeah. for the singles. Well, the ITT sold out months ago. This is Zach yeah. Becker, who guy who owns and runs the UKTC events. If you don't know, yes, yeah, yeah. and I, I so, think part of it, I think I, I generally, but I talk from my own personal experience. I think part of it is the game can be wonky at times, and sometimes singles isn't fun. However, teams is always fun because if there's one dominant army or the rules are a bit skew if you can still have a really great time at a decent team event because you can just pair and play proper games uh, that's what i love about it anyway it, it just gives you the opportunity to have fun no matter how crazy things are with the game i think it's going to be interesting to see in the next i would say 24 to 36 months where it goes because other nations already do like some nations have their whole tournament setup is WTC based and singles events are the minority and team events are the majority so the scope is growing in the UK to do team events I think where initially they were harder was because if you did an uh, independent team event you weren't on a bigger scale people drop yeah. out of team events people let you down teams have to drop out managing refunds all that kind of level you need to go big and draw in the big crowd so that yeah you'll still get some dropouts you'll still get somebody couldn't make it so that team can't play but you can absorb that a little bit more easily um, yeah, you know, and there's also the other facet of it where you've got guys like the Ignite team that would love to make it a bit of a 40k esports style franchise system. Do you know what I mean? And have different teams around the country, different groups of guys based in those teams, and make it a bit more of a actual real 40k focus, which is a really yeah. exciting thing to be involved in. And I hope that if if I'm still around and doing that, the Team England could be one of those factions to step in. I think that'd be a great place for us to be. Um, but that leads us nicely into what we've been doing this year. So we thought for our first attempt at a podcast and talking to you it would be nice to talk about um how we're recruiting and why we're recruiting that way and how we try to bring people in so i think the the kind of the energy and the interest uh, around the summer meant that we had we had 36 people um find us through our facebook uh, our instagram and our discord post and our general social media sharing plus the people in who are in the team and around the team going away saying you're really good you should apply and we've got a big range of guys from across England all over the place so it isn't you know a little group of guys in one city or one town or one place and that's the group of eight that play we're really not that we were this year we brought three new players for the first time the year before we brought three new players never played for England the year before we brought two new players never played for England in every year that I've been to WTC somebody who's not played for the team before has played for the team whether that's because somebody else, I suppose, maybe dropped out or stopped playing, or you just had somebody who was amazing and stepped up and you went, that guy's better than the other guy. You know, I didn't feel when we picked the team of eight last year that me not being in the eight made it weaker. I felt like we had eight really good players. And I was like, I haven't got the time to play. These guys are going to be amazing. Uh, and we yeah. came so close. We did do really well. So it, some people might say, well, why do you pick a team? And then go, we came so close. We only lost to the champions. You know, taking a football analogy, you don't then go back and go in the summer, sell all the star players and go again. But I think the way that the game works, well, real life works on top of it, it's you have to look at how people practice, how people are doing, 
when new people step up i don't want to overlook them and say oh this person's really good and 40k is a bit of a i was going to say generation but that's not right we do kind of get waves of new players coming in stepping up and doing well at tournaments and it's interesting to see we're starting already now to see that little step up of new players coming in pushing out some of the inverted commas big name players who used to say this person wins all the events when i first started playing 40k josh roberts won any event he went to virtually all the time then one or two people started playing him then there was a point where manny manny chima was winning all the uk events and now he doesn't quite manage that and there's a whole range there was a point where malik i'm in rubio um i'm not sure if he is one on one of the ignite guys but but he, he was another player who I'm went not sure what Malik's up to. no he's yeah. still he's still done he's semi-retired is what semi-retired but dies down but there was a point where he was mr uk and he won any event he went to and you just went through this little phase didn't you and i think like now whether that's the game or that's the, that's the meta it's no one player is kind of just beating everybody else out. I think the game's in a much better place and we've got much better quality of players. Yeah, um, now we're yeah. just getting smashed by foreigners at our own events. So. Yeah, 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 yeah well, but just... I think... <laughs> wow. That was a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag UK Metasol. Wow. That's really in the spirit of WTC but... that, that one, Chris. That's good. So a lot of our um, competition at WTC often reflected and kind of said Team England is effectively eight singles players in a trench coat. So, Teddy, you were talking about single success there. So how fair do you think that is as an accusation that the England team is just eight superstar single players coupled together as a team, not really playing together as a team? What would, what would our response be to that, do you think? I think it always has the danger of being that. And I think we've seen other teams like America where... There was a point where America, for, for a couple of years, um, so, so it was my first few years of doing it, I think 2013, 14, I want to say 15, they did, the captain was picked or nominated from like a group yeah. of American old boys. And then the winners of each of their big GTs got a space on the team. Yeah. And they brought this team to Salamanca, to Spain. And it was uh, a group of guys that just didn't gel well. And the captain, Sean Nader, really famous 40k player, went away after that year and went, right, that just didn't work. For whatever reason, we had all these players didn't gel, the team didn't work. So he went and he stuck his neck out and he went, I'm picking the team. And there's uproar. And he went, no, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick eight guys who are really good and you can't argue with how good they are, but they're going to get on really well. And they won it. And we, the last time we won it, we adopted that method almost and we said you know what we're going to pick the eight players that work the best that gel well that fit as a team and where we're at now is we've got 36 people applying and we are working as much as we can to give them loads of ways to show us that they're going to be able to gel well so already groups of us are getting ready for an upcoming team event we've got the battle of britain teams event organized by um, captain of team wales Gaz jones taking place in Nottingham at the end of October. Uh, yeah. Next time we come back to you on our next podcast, we'll be talking to you about um, the factions and the team choices in those because it's a six-man teams event. So we've got three England teams representing out of the 10 teams that are there. And that's a closed teams event that Wales does a, a fundraiser. This weekend, I've been practicing on one of the guys' houses. I've gone around, i played two new guys who are new to the team that the I didn't guys know have gone, before. You guys have gone quite hardcore for this, actually. I've got a full practice weekend for this. Is Well, what can I say? Intense. Some of us are winners and some of us are obliterators. <laughs> I, was, so, I was more going to say uh, maybe you guys need it more than us, but well, maybe, we'll, we'll go with you. <laughs> <maybe. laughs> we'll see. 
You might not even have six players at this moment in time, so I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need six. going to win it a man five, down. Just pair that guy into yep. Manny and go, he would have got 20 nil anyway. So um, <laughs> it's, I think that what we're doing is we we could have that problem. We could just have six, sorry, eight guys that are singles players and we go, pick your best singles list. But I think what we did last year with the big coaching team was from that side when I was doing it as well, we worked really hard to talk to people get them online, playing games of TTS, meeting up, playing practices. And we're already doing more of that now in the first month since we've take, started the recruitment, closed that and gone as a team. Gone, These are the guys we're going to pick from. Yeah. Than we did in the first six months of last year. And I yeah. think already I thought, we're going to be better in that regard. You saw it tonight, didn't you, Tony? I mean, just on the England Discord this evening, I counted 12 people either chatting, playing, or just generally being part of the community and working on it that's like pretty mega i think so i think, yeah, it, it, I think that... it, the, the nation's like like so typhus is going to look at the playing captains or non-playing captains of poland i mean I, I, and we might even speak to him one day down the line but i'm sure it, it, he'll say you guys are the eight singles players it must be really hard but he comes from a meta where in that country everybody plays wtc missions on wtc terrain at all like every single tournament is geared at wtc team and yeah. like that is such a different can you imagine if we had that in the UK and you know what massive we, advantage it's huge massive advantage but maybe maybe it's a reflection of the scene I don't I have no numbers or stats that I can tell you how many people play 40k in Poland and how big their events are and how many big events they get but you know we have London we've got the UKTC running seven or eight big city events we've got the team event you've got loads of other ones like um, the Bolton events you've got the South Coast ones there's ones in the northeast uh, that ricky runs like there's big events being run all over the country that always sell out yeah you know so it it probably is just another little facet of different countries different matters juggling it around you go to something like australia where actually they have a real coastal like two different metas on two different sides of the country and they have to come together or pick a team that brings the best from both sides and they can't easily do it you know it's we're quite lucky in that regard in that the worst worst distance we might have to travel is like three or four hours to get everybody together somewhere central. So yeah. I think that is an issue if you let it become one. I don't well, think that's what we're, we're trying to change the attitude, aren't we, Tony? I yeah, think it's fair to say this year. And if you are interested in getting involved in Team England, uh, we are going to be doing some practices, some open events. We have our Discord, which will be linked uh, for wherever you found this podcast. And just come along, have a look, and see what we're doing. If you see us at events, wearing our Team England shirts, bearing the logo that is in front of your face right now, come and have a chat to us. That is not a problem. And we'll happily talk to you about how you can get involved in Team England for the future. Um, I think it's really exciting. We've got some stuff coming up in terms of we're going to be looking at doing some, light, hopefully some actual in real life events with some other European nations over the coming uh, for the next five or six months as well. Some TTS ones, which we'll feed back to you guys on. And we'll bring some lists and we'll bring some army army styles and some maybe some greater thought and depth about how you build a team's list differently to a singles list and how you might approach that slightly differently. It's all the stuff I think that I find really interesting um, because I don't necessarily love building the most fun smash face singles list, but I love building a team list that is a bit of a yeah, skew. Team's list are so a, much fun. Like, like yeah. I had a lot of fun last year, so I think a big reason I got on the team um, last year was my ability to build lists to counter other factions that were 
bogeyman at the time, we should say. So I think last, like for example, what was it, Home Nations last year? Um, I went to the event. I was only already on the team at this point, but um, I'd made a list with the Necrons, and it was like, cool, guard are ridiculous at the minute. You put them on the table, they'll just kill anything. Um, but I made a very specific Necron list that caught pretty much every single guard player out. And every time, so out of the five, it is just eight-man teams as well, so out of five rounds, I played guard four times out of five, which is <laughs> was silly. Um, but I knew it was going to happen. Like Every time, it was like, cool, guard would go down first defender, and it'd be like, right here, have Zinch Demons, which they just didn't want to play, because of free up invulns on all the shooting, blah, 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 can't, can't shoot from things. Uh, or have Necrons, which, you know, historically, they've gone, oh, yeah, we'll smash Necrons, it's not a problem, we'll take Necrons. And... I, well, I won every single game, like, by a, a large margin as well. Purely because of the fact that I had a problem, and I found a solution to that problem, and that is 99% of teams. But yeah, that's that's a massive enjoyment for me, is just building these crazy lists. And, you know, we're, we're back on the Necron chain a bit now, we're, we'll go into that another time, but I've got some ideas, you know, Necrons aren't dead. Don't believe him, ladies and gentlemen. He says he's not Necrons, <laughs> but he really loves chaos. He did the same thing last year. Yeah, I'm taking chaos. I'm taking. I was taking chaos. Yeah, he told us in the team of team chat that he was Mr. Necron, and then he came us with his Abaddon list, going Abaddon's a boss. <laughs> oh yeah, this is so good. Blah 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 blah. And how about you, Adam? What do you want to do this year? Are you are you hoping to play? Are you hoping to coach? What's what's the goal? I'd love to play, uh, but we'll see how it goes. It's I think it's extremely competitive this year, isn't it? So we'll see. Um, I think for those who are kind of on the edge and thinking, I don't think I'm going to ever make the eights, what I would be saying is get involved because uh, the really great thing about this community now is and what I've got out of it really is it's really up my game being around um, all the team players, all the coaches, all the chats. Um, it's something quite special, I think, just to be part of the list developments, the idea generation that kind of Chris was talking about, and also just the ability to play some of these players. Um, that's what it's all about. And you've seen that in the UKC more generally. The game is just stepping up and up and up. And it's just great to be part of that, isn't it? So I think our goal has to be, and our single mindset has to be, how do we get the eight best players and the best coaching staff to that event and win it for England next year? That's what it's all got to be about. Beautiful. Brings a tear to my eye. Inspiring. A little bit cheesy. Well, let's do it, Tony. Let's go and get it. <laughs> um, uh, do you know what? I think on that point, I'm going to say we're pretty much done, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Indeed. Uh, so we'll be back with you, hopefully, in two weeks' time, uh, where we'll be bringing with you, bringing to you, sorry, our Battle of Britain team choices. Uh, yeah, myself and Chris we'll are team captains for the two of the England teams. And we might even rope in the already previously alluded Matt Robertson, a.k.a. bringer of Adam into 40k. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I've got, I've got a bow to pick with Robbo here. Can I just tell everyone what's, what Robbo's done this event? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just going to put it there. So... No, 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 no. You can save it. You can save that <sighs> tidbit. That controversy. He's a naughty, yeah. naughty man. Let's just put it that way. Uh, we'll find that later, Chris. And, I, and, and you know what? I think it's just fine, and I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're interested in finding out what really winds up Chris, and is really naughty, and is not really as naughty as you think, uh, 
then come back and join us in two weeks time uh, and in the meantime you can find us on YouTube uh, you can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Discord and all of those good links are included below and at that point it's good night from me good night everyone good night bye everybody. bye bye